Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. My name is Robin. My name is Leonard. And we are from the Fright Night Minute. And this is Minute 59 of Into the Night. It begins with Ed wandering around an apartment and ends with an opening door. So, here it is. Let's talk about this living room <laughs> as Ed is wandering around it. it, it it's, it's opulent for the 80s, right? Yeah. Uh, white carpet, white leather furniture, dark wood accents, lots of glass and crystal, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but at the same time, now that I'm thinking about it, my grandmother lived in a trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I swear to God, her house looked exactly the same. <laughs> wow. It really did. It was just the cheap version of of what we see on screen here. And, you know, add in some ceramic angels and bam, you got it. (laughs) So many lamps, so many just end tables and uh, all the TVs, too. That is something that um, I always wanted as a kid was just to have a TV in every room and have it all playing like the same thing. So you can walk from room to room. Right. I think we used I to believe- have like uh, – oh, go ahead. You're probably saying the same thing. Well, I was just going to say I believe that John Lennon uh-huh. and Elvis, uh, which is appropriate to this film, did do that. Oh. Well, the, Maybe the, in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, uh, I was going to mention the rabbit. You ever heard about the rabbit? No. Yeah, my parents got that gadget. It probably came from Radio Shack. It was a, a thing where we they'd, they'd put it on the back of the TV in the main room, you know, living room. And it would anything that played on that, you could put the other half uh, in a different TV in a different part of the house, and it would huh? play. I guess it would be annoying if like you're sitting in your bedroom watching this TV, and then somebody downstairs is like flipping channels. <laughs> it's like, right? Stop flipping! Uh, <laughs> you know, you have no control over it. But I guess if you live by yourself, it might be uh, an okay thing. Uh- when you said rabbit, I immediately thought of uh, a sex toy that was popularized by Sex in the City. Oh, um, oh okay. And nope, my family did not have that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Little, they I, maybe they did. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't have the TV rabbit mm-hmm. uh, because when my parents would go to bed on Friday nights or whatever, I think we talked about this on our podcast, The Fright Night Minute, briefly. Rhonda Shear from Up All Night. I would sneak Up out. All night. And- yeah. yeah, or Cinemax. We had uh, Cinemax for a while, so that would be a great way to get busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, parents have like video monitors. They have uh, you know audio monitors for children, and uh, you know, a rabbit could be like a TV monitor for sure. what's the kid watching downstairs? You know, right? Or using <laughs> boobs. That, I would have been watching. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, a, a big bar the way at the back, uh, lots of crystal over there, uh, a yeah. couch surrounding a coffee table of some sort. There's all sorts of doodads like left and right. This is this is kind of a movies by minutes person's dream to have like a room to tear apart like this. But to me, I don't even know where to start with this. This is right. this room seems so cluttered <laughs> and um it's interesting because he does look like he's in some sort of daze. 
And meanwhile, the TV says, The human mind is often inflamed with strange complexes. I suggest you consult your physician, Mr. Talbot. <laughs> Bell Lugosi, you know. And just thinking about the the state of his mind at this point, it's three thirty in the morning. He's been he's been an insomnia insomniac uh, for he said since nineteen eighty, <laughs> um, and he's been he's been up all night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he's probably feeling this is this is kind of like a surreal, strange experience just walking through, this, and you know probably expecting somebody to jump out and say, get out of here. You know, what are you wandering into my place for? Right. But is nothing. it a bit forward for him to just to kind of walk into this place? <laughs> <laughs> it is. But it's kind of walked in. I don't know. I'd take the risk for Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's true. I think any, and I know you are, and I just became one nine months ago, a parent. I think we all know how Jeff is feeling or the character Ed is feeling that sort of sleepless, uh, days, um, like you're underwater. Uh, yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is it is a uh, a pretty bad uh, uh, uh that that kind of experience is just uh, I I do not like it. <laughs> I only liked it like when I was in like my 20s, you know, and I was drinking or you know. <laughs> whatever. Now it's hard. I I'm I I we had our first uh child and I'm 40, my wife is 30. And uh well, you're old. I'm old. Well, I'm 41 now, but we had Jack Whew. technically 40. And boy, those first few months, he was not a sleeper. And it was really, really hard. It was really hard. I, I, I felt like the walking dead. So I knew because <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the point now where, you know, people ask, hey, it's a Wednesday. Do you want to go to trivia or whatever? And <clears throat> the thought of being out of the house at 10 o'clock at night, that's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I keep trying to push myself, but I do usually regret it when it when it comes to something like that. Right. You know, I uh, I tried to do uh, a karaoke night in a different town last night. Uh, it was about a half hour away. It started at ten o'clock. I drove there, and then I got there, and I'm just like, why am I here? I'm like, I want to be home watching Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> but I love karaoke. So how'd you do? Uh, 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 it was a Disney night, so I sang uh, "Friend Like Me" oh, huh. and "Bella no- Bella Note." Okay, it's one of those things where they throw the name up on the monitor, and nobody knew who I was. So it's it it must have been kind of like weird for people, or I don't know, to just to see uh, Robin, friend like me, <laughs> like people looking around, like what the hell <laughs> is he? I thought he was Ted, uh, <laughs> and then see me stand up there, like oh. Who's this jerk think he is? His name can't possibly be Robin. <laughs> I, I I immediately uh, thought, oh man, this song choice is not 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 the best idea. But I did better on Balanote. Um Anyway, uh, so yeah, this movie definitely needed like a, a you know a little karaoke bar for Ed and Diana to wander into and maybe do a set. You know, that's a middle of the night kind of thing. You know, just a bunch of people like. Sleeping on tables, and there's some dummy standing up there with a microphone serenading away. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that karaoke didn't really wasn't really popular in the 80s yet. Mm. Uh, I, that'd be interesting to know when that sort of began. Um, 
I gotta say the one, the first one that I can think of in like the movies, at least, was in Lost in Translation, and that was in the nineties. Right. I can't think of any karaoke, and um, they were in Japan, in America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think we mentioned uh, Adventures in Babysitting in, in a couple minutes ago, and mm-hmm. uh, when I think of eighties movies, late night, it's usually a live band, right? It's yeah, yeah, it's somebody uh, you know playing. So it's an open mic, right? Yeah. So Ed uh, steps out on the balcony and I like, again, the the blend of the diegetic uh, music coming from Abbott and Costello and this movie. Um, he steps out and there is you hear a siren in the distance. You kind of see I wish you saw the L.A. Uh, cityscape a little better yeah. from this balcony. I'm sure it looks great, but it's really dark. It's as if nobody's awake, you know, three thirty in the morning. <laughs> but uh, the music seems to kind of pick up a little bit and it, it implied danger. There must be something scary going on in the television. Actually, we're going to see it in a moment because um, when he walks back in, we see the Wolfman right. uh, on the TV, like hiding there or something. I discovered my fear of heights on a similar balcony in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I'm not deathly afraid. I, I guess I just never really thought about it. But a gal I dated for a while was nannying for some folks who had a really, really nice apartment in Brooklyn with a balcony that faced uh, Manhattan, faced the skyline. Really, really pretty. Maybe Were they called the Sheffields? <laughs> they were not called the Sheffields. Maybe uh, 10 stories. Did your girlfriend sound like this? <laughs> I'm just trying to make it into a nanny joke. I, I'm sorry. I know what you're doing. Boo. <laughs> but I, 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 I went up that. on that balcony. Uh, it was a gorgeous view, but I made the mistake of looking down. And how far do you think you're up? Uh, I want to say they were. I, I wish I could remember. This is ten years ago. I want to say they were uh, on the on the tenth floor. Could have been higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, don't look directly down over a balcony. Goodness, no, Ooh. no, it's ugh. made me so dizzy and freaked out. Mm-hmm. A little bit of vertigo. A lot of bit of vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't chasing anybody across a building. It was just kind of looking over a balcony, and that nope. Speaking no more of that. <laughs> speaking of fright night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ed kind of steps steps out, and it's it's funny, you know, he kind of steps out there, and he's got his hand on his hip, and again, he is walking around in somebody's apartment, and you know, he said hello a few times, but now he's just kind of looking around, yeah, you know, <laughs> and uh, just taking it in, and not and taking his time, really, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so he walks back in and he seems to notice something and he walks closer and closer. And this is my favorite shot for these minutes that we got. Um, we realize we're looking at a mirror Yeah. Uh, as he walks closer. I thought this was really cool. At first I was like, wow, that's overkill. They got two TVs sitting next to each other, <laughs> but it really is just a reflection of another TV and it's just playing the same yeah. movie, obviously. Yeah. I thought this was really cool. And I was think, trying to think of like why why they might have gone for this shot because it, it you know it had to be some sort of technical thing to pull off him walking and then realizing oh actually he's walking um that's his reflection walking and then and then his actual figure walks by right um so i looked up of course uh you know the uses of mirrors in film and, uh, and also, again, the diegetic stuff that I don't know if Landis is a fan of Abbott and Costello plans this. 
um, as he's walking and we kind of lose track of him in the mirrors, uh, we hear uh, the voice going, Chick, Chick, where'd he go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so for mirrors, there are different reasons to use them in films. And some of them do uh, apply to Into the Night. Um, There's comedy. Um, You got the gag for the Marx Brothers, you know, the mimicking each other. Uh, you think of the movie uh, All of Me with Steve Martin talking to Lily Tomlin in the mirror and, you know, their movements are uh, mirroring each other. Uh, Also used for vanity um, in most, of course, thinking about like Snow White and the Evil Queen. Right. You got your your basic pep talk. You're looking in the mirror. You're trying to – the main character is psyching themselves up. I was thinking about Taxi Driver. Sure. uh, True Romance. Yeah. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Tim Roth is kind of Mm -hmm. getting himself ready. Um, But yeah, it is a, uh, you know, there's another reason it would be, uh, oh yeah, sorry, looking at my notes here. Uh, A tool for self-reflection in the face of challenging moral decisions. So um, just looking at yourself or or just seeing another version of yourself and seeing, I don't know, just kind of reflecting on uh, what kind of decisions you have in this movie, what kind of um, I don't know the the different kind of uh, things that are going on uh, in the plot. <laughs> um, there's another one to indicate a character's mental deterioration and descent into madness. And for examples of those are um, Natalie Portman in Black Swan, and uh, how about Smeagol talking to Gollum right. in uh, Lord of the Rings? Um, this this you know with the troubling look that Jeff Goldblum Ed Oaken has on his face when he's walking by he looks a little bit more serious as if he's like something it's too quiet what's going on here yeah. and again it's kind of funny that the maybe any sort of indication of the reason why he knows this is the place that Diana went into um, if you think about it too hard it's like he could be just wandering around in somebody's apartment and Diana never came in here. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess we're kind of thinking, oh, maybe he knows and Art told him and uh, yeah. it was cut out of the movie. Uh, mirrors can also be used as a, a tool to build suspense in um, horror movies. Uh, uh, we have Vertigo, of course. Um, her looking in the mirror. Um, Grace Kelly looking in the mirror. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Uh, the Shining, when you see Red Rum turn into murder. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yep. <laughs> Uh, I actually wrote in capital letters, Fright Night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jerry Jerry Dandridge dancing with Amy Peterson, and then she looks in the mirror, and she sees she's just dancing with nobody. That's right. Um, also, mirrors can be used as uh, interesting sets for action. We have, like, the man with the golden gun, Enter the Dragon. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. This is – I actually put Jurassic Park here. So what were you thinking about for Jurassic Park? Because objects may appear closer or or whatever it is. The the, the T-Rex is chasing them right down in the Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It definitely is horror as well as action. I put it under action. Uh, There's this great – I was Googling like mirror scenes uh, on on, uh, YouTube and I ran into this one from Contact, which I – I don't know if I even appreciated when I originally watched it, but it's a. Uh, do, do you remember that movie, Contact? No. There's this scene where uh, Jodie Foster, as a little girl, finds her dad like having a heart attack or something, and she goes running up the stairs, and the camera is in front of her face. She's running up the stairs, and 
a, a down a hallway into a bathroom and then you realize you've been watching the mirror in the bathroom the entire time as she's getting closer to it. <laughs> and it's one of those shots where it's like, how? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I definitely suggest that anybody uh, look that, that scene up. Poltergeist in the mirror. That's that's, oh. that's a pretty rough one. Peeling his face uh-huh. off. Yeah, that's, that's – yeah. file that in. Was that part. Poltergeist 2? What's that? Was that Poltergeist 2? Uh, I'm not sure are you talking about this. Are you talking about Craig T. Nelson? Somebody's peeling going, their face off mad? in a mirror. Oh, I forget. Yeah, I don't I, I just know that happened. We'll let Polter, Poltergeist Minute uh, figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I've had one uh, of those experiences in front of the mirror, but uh, in my checkered pack. Peeling your face off? Yeah, essentially, or it was melting, but I'll let you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never, never, kids, don't do it. And if, if you do, don't get caught in front of the mirror. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Pez Candy is the worst. I really get you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so we have him walking down. He's looking very troubled. He goes to a black door, which looks a lot like the exactly actually like the the front door of the uh, condo that he came in, and he starts to open it, and uh, and then the TV says, "There he is, Wilbur. Have you seen Joan?" <laughs> so I just kind of him looking around, and as if the TV's talking back to him. Um. That's pretty much it for this minute. But before we go, I I definitely wanted to talk about um, John Landis movies. Oh, yeah. um, do you have any any favorites? He's made a lot of uh, great stuff. He has. Uh, there there are two that are I love Trading Places, but there are two that are kind of special mm-hmm. to me and and probably a lot of other people too. An American Werewolf in London, number one. Yes, that's the very first movie I ever saw in a theater. My mother uh, really wanted to see the film. She was always a fan of horror movies. But didn't have a babysitter, so I was three years old when she took me. Uh, oh my god! To the theater. That's what happened. <laughs> that is what. No, I really. It's crazy. <laughs> I can trace back sort of my love for the macabre and that sort of thing, probably to that. Uh, I remember vividly when he's been bitten. He's having the first nightmare, and he's out in the woods, and he sits up in the hospital bed, and he's got all. He's all blue face. He looks a little bit more like a vampire than a werewolf. I don't know if you know, yeah. but I remember yeah, seeing that. Eyes are yellow, I believe, right? What's that? Is are his eyes yellow in that scene? I think they might be. I, uh, that, that's the that's the scene that I remember nuzzling into my mother, being terrified mm-hmm. as as a boy, seeing that in the theater. Um, and then and then the other one, uh, of course, everybody loves coming to America, uh, <laughs> and I I happen to work with. John Amos. And I just had dinner with him uh, about a month ago. I I illustrated his first children's book, A World Without Color. It's a really nice book. It's doing well. I I think people should Google that at least. A World Without Color, John Amos. I did the illustrations. But that movie is so funny. And uh, they're they're in pre-production for a sequel, which I I don't know. I can't speak on how good it would be. But um, yeah. Yeah, all these years later, Coming to America is one of my favorite sort of comedies. And so John Landis, really, he's done a ton. He's done a ton of movies that I think are a lot of fun. You? Uh, I, gosh, I mean, Animal House is great. Um, I love, 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 love the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of the best movies ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Three Amigos. I gotta love Three Amigos. Yeah. And Spies Like Us. I mean, it's, I, I think basically the personalities of the main players, you know, Chevy Chase and and uh, 
you know, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Dan Aykroyd and, of course, and Spies Like Ice, like, really carry those movies. Sure. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, Coming to America is pretty great, too. He did a vampire movie um, a few years after this. He did uh, Innocent Blood. I never saw that one. Uh, nope, me either. He did the Sylvester Stallone movie Oscar. So he's got some doozies in here as well. But um, <laughs> well, his eighties mostly does. Yeah, he did Beverly Hills Cop Part Three and Blues Brothers Two Thousand. Like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> um, and his son is Bert. directing right now too, right? Max, I think. His oh son. yeah, Max Landis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was respond. I, I like Chronicle, but yeah, I'm, he's unfortunately Twitter's kind of ruined any any interest I have in him. <laughs> um, I, I don't really know much about him other than I, I'm a big fan of the. The red media, uh, red letter media guys. That, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they came to fame doing the the, the Star Wars Mr. Plinkett reviews. Um, but I, I I I like watching their movie reviews. They seem to be I seem to be ninety percent in agreement with the things they have to say about films. And uh, they've had Max Landis on there a few times, and they seem to be friends. But boy, they crapped all over him. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should watch that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's an interesting cat. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, it's he did. Did you ever see Burke and Hare? No, it's, got, it's a Simon Pegg one. Um, I've always wanted to check that one out, but never did. Um, but of course, he also did Thriller. Yeah, um, which I'm 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 done with Michael Jackson <laughs> myself, but I, uh, I can remember that scaring the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah, it's hard to separate the. Uh, Art from the artist, though I I, mm-hmm. I also saw that documentary, and I, I love his music. So I'm 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 still I have I'm undecided. I'm still struggling with it. Uh, I I love the Beatles. They're my favorite group ever. Um, but by all accounts, John Lennon was kind of a, a jerk. Um, I, mm-hmm. You know, since we're not swearing, I won't use uh, other words. But you know, he's a meanie. What's that? He was a meanie. He was a meanie. He he. Yeah, he was <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he but he. But I also never heard any stories about him um, interfering yeah. with children. Oh, gosh, so uh, it's quite a quite a huge difference. There is a huge difference. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think that's about all uh, I had for this this minute. Um, yeah, yeah. Ed's wandering around this apartment, and uh, he's about to uh, walk into another room. Um, <laughs> what will he find behind the door? Uh, we'll find out tomorrow on our uh, last day here at uh, Into the Night Minute. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I want to tell you about our podcast, which is still in production, um, but it is going to be for the 1985 horror classic Fright Night. So if you're into 1985 movies, you want to collect all the 1985 movie uh, uh, minute by minute podcasts, you'll want to add. Uh, uh, Fright Night to your uh, night gauntlet um, <laughs> and uh, just stay tuned to, for any updates about the podcast uh, at Fright Night Minute um, on, well sorry it's at Fright Night Min on Twitter uh, you can find the Into the Night podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at its main site, nightminute.com. And join in on the community at the King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook and on Twitter at Night Minute. And we'll be back tomorrow as we go further into the night on the Into the Night Minute. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. 